Rita. Today we will be wrapping up our conversation on NISP. So, just a quick recap for all of our listeners out there. We've been talking about NISP, which stands for the Northern Integrated Supply Project. But as we've established, NISP just kind of rolls off the tongue a lot better. (laughs) And so, just so everyone knows, in case you forgot, with NISP, only a small portion of Fort Collins will actually get any water from this storage project, mainly those areas south of Harmony. The final environmental impact report comes out in June, and the final decision will be made next year. So through the course of our series, we talked to Adam from the Fort Collins City Government. We also talked to Mark from Save the Pooter, and then we talked to Brian from Northern Water. To find out more information about these different organizations, please go to www.fcgov.com and search NISP. And then you can also search the Halligan Project, which is the City of Fort Collins' own water project. Also, if you want to learn more about Save the Pooter, you can go to www.savethepooter.org. That's S-A-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-U-R-D-R-E dot org. And then to find out more about the Northern Water Organization, you can go to www.northernwater.org. Again, that's N-O-R-T-H-E-R-N-W-A-T-E-R dot org. I guess to kick off our conversation, we can just give kind of a little background on us before and after the interviews and kind of our impressions. I know for me, before starting this podcast and for before having our interviews with our various guests, based on the information that I knew about NISP, I was not a fan. I was not super stoked about the project, and even though water is a necessity in northern Colorado, in Fort Collins and surrounding areas... My impression was that this would be really bad for the environment, and in my opinion, I thought to myself, why do we need another reservoir when we already have horse tooth? And my opinion kind of stemmed similar to Mark's in that I thought, maybe we just need more conservation, maybe we just need better practices. Nicole, what about you? What was your opinions before we got this started? So I'll be completely upfront, I did not know much at all about NISP. That's Um, okay. (laughs) Definitely heard about it in a class. What I had heard about NISP before I had started this podcast, I was in a very similar position to Rita. I personally thought that, why do we need another reservoir? NISP seems like a very large, overreaching project, if not too big. And again, I thought that we're not doing enough in Colorado to conserve our own water. Yeah, and I know personally, I had heard about NISP. I had heard about Save the Pooter. But I'd never really made the the connection between the two or that it had become Save the Pooter because of NIST. So that was definitely some new information for me. Same over here. And then I will say I had never heard of Northern Water or I'd never heard any pro-NISP information in the larger outside world. And so then I could definitely say after the interviews, my impression or my opinion on NISP, I would say hasn't changed a ton. But I have to say that I'm a little bit more in the middle at this point and impartial. After talking to our various speakers and, as Nicole said, hearing some more of the pro side and where this water is needed and why it's needed, I'm kind of unsure at this point. In my opinion, I actually want to read the final environmental impact report and get a better idea of some of the mitigation and proposed 
efforts that Northern Water is going to make in order to prevent as much environmental damage as possible before I make a final opinion. And I say that because a good point was made through all of our interviews that no matter what you do, there's going to be environmental impacts when it comes to talking about water storage. And I also agree that I think I've come to the realization that yes, we need conservation and there's always conservation that can be done and improved. But I think I'm in agreement at this point that water conservation may not be enough. Yeah, going off of what Rita said, where I'm at right now is much more of a, I feel much more comfortable saying I don't know, especially since, like Rita said, I, th- I think that water conservation just might not be enough. However, I feel concerned that our that the Fort Collins community itself will not be receiving the large amount of this water. I would feel much more comfortable with NISP if NISP was taking water from the communities that would be using it, such as getting water that traditionally would feed the Denver metro area. Mark did bring up a good point that we don't know everything there is to know about the ecology of these ecosystems. Hmm. And... I feel a little concerned about changing these ecosystems any more than we already have. Yet, Ryan did make a good point that we still need water. And again, if after reading the environmental impact report, if NIST is going to be addressing these river health issues, I think that there might be some merit to it, especially if they're going to be addressing things like fish flows and make ensuring that we still have those June rises. And based off of those points that that Brian and Mark both made, what would your impression be, Nicole, on Brian's point that building NISP will actually improve the river flow? Ooh, that's one that if NISP can pull it off, it will be great. It's a nice pipe dream, right? Yes, yes. I think it's a great idea and it's a great thing to aim for. And yet it kind of feels a bit like having your cake and eating it too. Mm-hmm. I agree. But the pooter is also already altered from its normal state. Yeah, Brian did make a good point that there has been times in the in the past years where the pooter has been very dry and where it has dried up downstream. And so it is not to say by any means that the plan that Northern Water has to improve the river flows can't be done or that it's unrealistic. But as I said, we have some concerns on how that will actually be done and the process behind it, which may again be cleared up by reading through that final environmental impact report. But certainly if they have a good plan and it is something that can be done, yeah, it might sway my decision a little bit because, again, there have certainly been times since altering the pooter from the beginning where the river system has been unhealthy, where it has dried up downstream. But then again, if we put in this reservoir and increase our water supply, how long before we need more? That's a great question. And especially with a lot of people moving in from out of state, my own partner, he's from a very heavily rained on area. A lot more than we get here. Oh, yes. (laughs) And his idea of water conservation is completely different than mine. Mm. And I grew up during the massive forest fire years. So for me... You don't water after, you don't water before dark, you water maybe once a week, versus his idea of water conservation is maybe turning off the sink while he brushes his teeth. 
So do you think maybe part of the problem here is water conservation education? I think it is water conservation education. And I think another part of it is the fact that we're kind of running up against biology. Humans, everybody needs water to survive. And unfortunately, when people move here from out of state, they're not bringing their water with them. Yeah, unfortunately, indeed. If only your partner could have brought some with him. Oh, that would have been great. Because <laughs> <laughs> as, as I said, and you, most, some of the listeners may have remembered from previous episodes that I find many people, especially out-of-staters, no offense intended, think that just because you turn on the tap and water comes out that everything's good. But the reality here in Colorado is... We are have a shortage on water. We live in a semi-arid climate, and just because there is water doesn't mean there will always be water. Yes, there was definitely a forest fire literally on the ridge right next to Horsetooth Reservoir. I lived about two blocks from that, and the entire time I was worried about having to evacuate. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing to keep in, in mind with our semi-arid climate and water and our urban centers, not just fires, but floods as well. Believe oh, it or yeah. not, as we stated previously, even in a semi-arid climate, flooding can happen and it can be a problem. So there was something that I found interesting that none of our guests brought up mm. um, is how how will damming the pooter and pulling water from the pooter affect the states and the other communities further down the Poudre River? What are the legal ramifications from there? And how is that going to affect, I guess, needs in other states and our political interactions with different states? Oh, absolutely. And I know Brian made the point about with Northern Water and the initial start of the NIST project that these municipalities came to them requesting essentially to enforce the water rights that still were in existence on the pooter. But that is a good point to think about the water rights and the needs of states down the line, because let's remember everyone, we're not the only one who uses this river. It's not just our water. And it does continue to flow out of Colorado into other states. Well, and especially since we are working with a finite resource, if we do keep most of it up in Colorado when we need it for ourselves, there are still communities further down the line who then are not getting that water. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. And I know that Mark talked about in terms of alternatives to NISP, obviously doing those more conservative practices, educating yourself and doing more of what you can. Perfectly understandable. We're both college students that some people are limited on what they can do. That being, was a big concern for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Being a college student, being a renter, as I also know many of us are, you're kind of limited on the things that you can do. But keep in mind that the, the city of Fort Collins does offer a lot. I personally worked in utilities doing an internship for the city and they go out and hand out a bunch of great little devices that you can use at home like aerators on your sink and low flow shower heads and they actually hand some of this stuff out at times. So definitely keep an eye on that stuff. I'm not expecting anyone to just go out to Home Depot and buy a new shower head by any means but keep an eye out for opportunities. Oh come on you don't you don't want to support Home Depot? <laughs> Give them some more money. <laughs> I am not endorsing Home Depot. Let's make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> and also when we're talking about alternatives, I just want to bring up again, Nicole mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Adam did talk to us a little bit about the Halligan Project, which personally was not something that I was aware of beforehand. No, I didn't know about that. And I actually find it really interesting, Fort Collins's interactions and feelings about reservoirs, considering our love for horse tooth but our concern about the health of the pooter 
and also how the city of Fort Collins is currently against NISP as it is in its current form, yet they also want to go ahead and build the Halligan Reservoir. So I think I just find it very interesting, just Fort Collins as a whole, and then also as a city and just as individual citizens are different feelings that often contrast about what reservoirs. Like, we like the ones that are there, but we don't want to make new ones. All right, so good good points made by Nicole. But for those of you who are interested in kind of keeping tabs on the Halligan Project or maybe reading some more about it, as I know that I will, it is in the very beginning stages still. You can see on the, the website, if you were to go to fcgov.com and just type into that search bar, Halligan Project, it'll pop right up. It is in the very beginning stages. They're in the process of bringing forth environmental impact report on Halligan. And it would just, it's another project to kind of keep in mind when we're thinking about water issues. Now, Rita, there's something that I wanted to ask you. Sure. So both Mark and Brian brought up farmers Mm -hmm. in their talk about NISP and water security. Mm -hmm. For Brian, he talked mainly about farmers needing the water and that by creating NISP, the cities don't have to go to the farmers. Whereas Mark brought up the idea of, of paying farmers during drier years to use their water rights. So what I am guess I'm interested in is, have we talked to farmers about this? Has there been a lot of outreach to these farming communities about what they would prefer? Because I heard on NPR a story about how a lot of farmers are currently considering their land their final crop, as in they sell their land for the water rights, and it's making them a lot of money. So I guess I'm curious about if you think Brian's point that... We want to preserve the farms as they are to maintain the ca- character of Fort Collins area. Or if it is a better idea to to have cities give money to these farmers for their water rights. And in doing so, potentially change the environment and the feel of the northern Colorado area. Yeah, it's definitely an important topic to consider. Because obviously here in Colorado, like a lot of the West... Agriculture is a huge industry, or at least it was. (laughs) And just a quick background, I'm by no means an expert on agriculture or on farming. I do not personally come from an agricultural background, but I do have my bachelor's in animal science, and then I have a minor in global environmental sustainability. little plug for GES, if anyone's interested, definitely do it. But so I do have a little bit of background on this and I have some experience talking to farmers and talking to professors who have talked to farmers about this. And in my experience, I have heard a lot of support for NISP from farmers. And I believe it is because of the fact that the more water that there is for the urban centers, the less that we do have to rely on those water rights for farms. While some farmers certainly look at their land as you said, as kind of their final crop, overall land and water rights, especially here in Colorado, is an asset. And so by all means, farmers look at that as sometimes a last resort. The downside to that is, is often when those water rights go, so does the farm. And we've certainly seen a decrease, especially in family farms around Colorado, mostly because of water, 
There's also the, the increasing and rising price in land. So for those of us who might be interested in starting a farm, it's a lot more expensive of an endeavor than it used to be. So in my experience, I've heard a lot of farmers have a lot of support for NISP. Some so much so that they're actually a little bit outraged that it hasn't been built already. They believe that if it had been built already, we already could have filled it at this point with some of the, the wetter years that we have had. So I would say overall, there is a decent amount of agriculture that is in support of NISP. There are certainly those on the more non-conventional side maybe organics or people who are doing more urban agriculture who might be on the side of less supportive because these individuals tend to be more of our environmentalists who are concerned about the river. Not to say that conventional agriculturalists don't care about the river, the river because obviously they do. Water is a natural resource for them and is very vital to their way of life. But I think that's why they are interested in this being built I'm sure they keep up to date on all the environmental impact reports and talks with Northern Water about this project and what they're planning on doing. And it's definitely an important issue to consider. Agriculture is not as thriving as it once was. Going through a dry year and a drought can be detrimental to a farm. It can get to the point where, as you said, their final crop and last result is to sell their water rights. And the sad part is, is that they are disappearing slowly. And before we know it, all those water rights could be gone. And so that's why I'm somewhat erring on the side of caution in the sense that I'm in the middle on NISP now. I can definitely see a need for it. Not to say that I'm not concerned for the pooter or what could happen to that environment. As Mark, as you said, did make a good point about a lot of the unknowns. But at the same time, what we do know is that if this reservoir is not built or something similar, those water rights could be in jeopardy. So let's do a bit of the questioning that we gave to our guests and question ourselves. Sure. So Rita, what are the pros and the cons of NISP? Well, as I've stated, certainly the pros would be that increase in our water supply, possibly alleviating some of that pressure off of our agricultural lands and their water rights. So that in, in those drier years, going back to a little bit of what Nicole mentioned before about paying farmers for their water rights in drier years, personally, I question if that would actually work or if farmers would be amped to that. I think that having NISP and having a stored water supply would be great for that urban use, as in those drier years, farmers tend to need their water. So kind of a pro and a con there. Certainly, Colorado is going to keep growing. We need water from somewhere. I think another pro on the side is that Northern Water has made an effort in their mitigation project to improve any kind of environmental impact, negative impact from happening. And so I definitely commend them on that, that they've gone over that multiple times and that they are considering the river in this process. Certainly a con that we're not entirely sure what the full impact will be. And for all we know, this could backfire. We could put it in. It could have detrimental effects to the environment. And after it's built, we may not have a high flow wet year for some time. And then we just have an empty reservoir sitting there. So it's definitely a conundrum. What about you, Nicole? Oh, so 
I think a pro for me is, again, as you stated, Colorado needs water. There's a lot of people coming here and they're not coming with their own water. Another pro is, again, making sure that farmers have enough water that they need. But again, to point out the fact that, as everybody has said, most of the water is going to urban areas. So I don't know how much, how many farmers would actually see NISP benefiting them. And I would just put in a quick note, as far as it benefiting farmers, they won't necessarily get much of the water, Mm. but it does alleviate some of the pressure on them to obtain their water rights. Another pro is that Northern Water has tried to take steps to, as they say, improve the river based on where it is at currently and try and get it back to a more natural area. Again, I think that's a little pie in the sky, but at the same time, they are making that attempt. And if it works, it's a great thing. Con, again, as Mark said, we don't know how every part of ecology works together. Just like we didn't know about greenhouse gases until the 50s or the 60s, and we've been using them for over 100 years, we don't know what taking the water out of, about what changing the natural water regime will do to the pooter. And think another con is the fact that since most of this water is going to urban areas that are mainly growing from people coming from out of state, I am concerned that there will be the impression that because there's more water, we do not have to conserve as much. So I think there could be a backfiring there. I think I'm concerned about the size of the project. Absolutely. It feels very large. If you know the area that they're talking about, that valley on Highway 287 up to Laramie, it's a big valley. Like they said, it's going to be larger than Horsetooth. And that feels like a very large undertaking for something that could have detrimental effects. Yeah. And I just wanted to add in that I know... Pretty much all of our guests have acknowledged that Fort, Fort Collins, Northern Colorado, Colorado as a whole is growing. Yes. And by no means is there any way for us to stop people from coming per se, as much as I would like to slap a no vacancy sign on the Welcome to Colorado sign. Mm. Obviously, we can't do that. And even if we did, pro- people would probably still come. But to Nicole's point on if we don't have the water... I think in somewhat of a way that could be a natural population control because I I base this off of the fact that now here, at least in Fort Collins, no more properties, rental properties, housing, etc. can be built without water rights. I was just going to bring that up. I think in a way that will start to control the population at least a little bit in the sense that it makes it more difficult for people to find housing in the area if they do wish to move here. Granted, for those of us that already live here, it makes housing more expensive. Yes. <laughs> which is not fun. But it is something to to think about and consider because even if NISP is approved, as, as Nicole said, it's a large undertaking and I think it will certainly be some time before it's complete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Rita, do you see any way to resolve the conflict surrounding NISP? After our various conversations with all of our guests from Save the Pooter, Northern Water, City of Fort Collins, personally, I agree with Adam in that I think I foresee the only way that this is going to end, unfortunately, will be in the court system. 
we do have that opportunity and individuals with very strong opinions and emotional connection to the river who will be very upset if this project goes through. I certainly foresee court cases coming down the line. So even if this project is approved, I think that it will be some time before it can actually be implemented and start to be built because it's going to get tied up. For me, I guess a way that I could see resolving the conflicts around NISP, obviously there's the court systems. I would also be interested seeing if other river sources could be used instead of the pooter to supply the water, especially given how ecologically unique the pooter is. And the fact that Fort Collins, who gets most of its water from the pooter, is not going to see that water. I would feel much more comfortable with NISP if it was located on a river that would normally feed these communities. And so just kind of a a summary of where we're at so far. Nicole and I, essentially, we don't know. We don't know, yes. I feel comfortable saying... I I think I can speak for both of us when I say that we both certainly feel more informed than we were before. Oh, yes. But this is definitely a very controversial issue. Great points made on both sides. Get out there and read some more information, hear more about what's going on. Look for that final environmental impact report that's going to come out in June, because I guarantee you it will be posted on the Fort Collins website. Oh, yeah. I know I'm going to be reading it. (laughs) Alrighty. So we would like to give a quick shout out to KCSU, thanking them for allowing us to record this podcast in their studio and helping us to broadcast it to the CSU and Fort Collins community. And unfortunately, this concludes our talk about NISP, but don't worry because we will be back. (laughs) We will select a new water sustainability issue to discuss and invited more expert guests to share their knowledge with us. So be sure to check back in for more episodes. This has been Rita and Nicole bringing you knowledge straight from the tap. Bye. Bye.